flow. <laughs> Sorry, I took Barry's thing again. That's on me. Welcome, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, Talk is Cheap or End of the Bench. I don't know. One of the two of them. Talk is Cheap. That's the one. That's the one that we're doing here. I think. Yeah, sorry. We just recorded End of the Bench, and my, my brain's kind of fried. We went through uh, a lot of our top five favorite uh, <coughs> players at for baseball for half the positions, and that was a lot to think about. That sounds like fun. It, it was, but uh, I'm, I'm kind of dumb and forgot a couple key players. And mm-hmm. Jalen was like, hey, by the way, I was like, oh, yeah, those exist. Yeah. <laughs> those people, it's like, it was one of my favorite players. I just totally forgot he played. But uh, so, so you know, I'm here. Sorry. I did the same thing with uh, Jalen, but. This is Barrett, my co-host. Hello. So uh, that's, man, this has been wild being back at work and everything yeah. full time. We haven't had a chance to sit down and talk for a bit. So uh, we, we do apologize to our 12 listeners that we haven't been. The, the rider does. <laughs> we haven't been super consistent. You know, when we blow up and we have 50 listeners, I'm going to remember those 12. I know, huh? And uh, those 50 listeners are going to be like, why did they take off for three weeks? <laughs> <laughs> and you know it really was like a week and a half like it felt yeah. like three weeks it, yeah, but it felt like forever because we've been pumping out two a week yep but uh man it's been it's been a while getting back into work and everything what's uh are y'all back full time i am yeah mm. i'm back monday through friday unfortunately yeah i never stopped essential yeah i mean i was essential but i was only essential two days a week yeah you were part-time essential oh okay fair enough <laughs> i was like east essential. Yeah. I wasn't the full essential. I was essential. Uh, they only cut my hours in the sense that I got 42 hours last week, and they were like, can you not get into overtime? And I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, so, so what else been up, bud? So since since we last talked, uh, that comedy show came out. Your skits. My skits. <laughs> Fuck, That's man. a super disrespectful thing, by the way. I was uh, I was told somewhat aggressively very um, – that skit is disrespectful. So yeah, sorry for that. By the way, I've been I've been a snappy asshole here lately, and I Barrett can't I his, can't pinpoint why. Barrett had his set the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, it went it went fairly well. Yeah, uh, I I enjoyed it, man. Like, well, I enjoyed the exposure. The actual production value I felt was a little lackluster for what I know that company can do. So that had me a little butt hurt. Half your set also was missing, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they edited out one Sorry, whole joke. Probably 30% of your set was missing. No, no, no. In all honesty, it was maybe two minutes. They they took out one whole joke, which was just a quick one. Like, it really didn't affect anything. And then they took out uh, just a few details every time I was in a certain part of a story. But... Some of the other stuff that was left in. Yeah, Your that's, stuff definitely should not have been cut out. So, yeah, if, if y'all... Don't know. So, you know, I recorded this comedy set for a um, stream for relief show. And use the, code Barrett. Yeah, use code <laughs> Barrett to check out. Before the day, before we were going to record everything, uh, they texted us all and said, so we just got word that everything has to be PG-13. Whereas beforehand, they just asked us what rating our stuff was. And so we had to, like, make sure that you know, we weren't using, like, the F word at any point or, like, certain uh, subjects, like, we couldn't talk about. But there was such poor communication that it, it was all seven comedians and the one person kind of, like, show running all in a group text. And me and, like, two other comedians were like, hey, so I got jokes about this, this, and this. Does mm-hmm. that fall under the, the categories? Mm-hmm. And we never got answers. Nice. So... We just had to go do it and find out whenever it got edited that this didn't make the cut, this didn't make the cut, this did make the cut. And so it was really, 
it was really weird seeing the jokes that did and the jokes that didn't because I really don't think that there was – I think the line was pretty consistent across the board. Right. So to take out certain ones and leave the rest in. And especially, like, one comic did drop the F-bomb, made it, and it was just weird that they left all that in. But, I, yeah, it, it was just a weird process. And that was just the the tip of the iceberg. So, uh, so on a lighter note, we, uh, we've done, you know, we've done interviews with our other, uh, constituents, I guess we've done interviews with our sound guy, Joe, with the other guy at the business with Nick. So we're going to sit in this, this one, we're just going to kind of talk about the night that I approached Barrett with cheap seats. So, uh, this is, this was a pretty fun night. So honestly, I think it was just for the record, I have a horrible memory. So a lot of this is going to be skewed and it's also, yeah, that's fair anyway, but so we were we were just at that point just kind of hanging out and we had I had mentioned it to you here and there about the company but I had I knew that I wanted to get you on board for the humor side because in my opinion you know I, I'm trying to grow something that is somewhere in between Dude Perfect and uh, Barstool mm-hmm. where it's you know I feel like anybody should be able to listen to it I don't want to be super family friendly at Bar- like uh, Dude Perfect right. I don't want to piss everybody off like Barstool. Like, I just kind of want to sit somewhere just kind of in between. I think, too, like, it's, it's, you're doing a good job of having, like, different podcasts, you know, like, different, um, avenues of, like, what the content is. Mm-hmm. So that way, like, you're, you're ticking more boxes than just having, like, one podcast or, like, one thing that you're just trying to, like, funnel all those ideas into. Right. You're just kind of like, hey, if you don't like this one, well, we got this one. And I'm sure, like, right. in the future, they'll end up being more, too, you know? Yeah. So, so I had, you know, I brought this to Barrett's attention. I was like, Hey, look, man, you know, you know, stuff like your, your soccer knowledge is much higher than my soccer knowledge. Soccer's coming up. If, if you could just help me out with soccer. And then also if anybody's stupid, clap back on Twitter, just enjoy it. (laughs) I give you four inch clap back on Twitter and enjoy it. And, uh, you know, we sat and talked and, you know, we, we went over six month plan, one year, five year plans. Like we sat and talked probably an hour and a half on this just sitting there kind of like deep diving. I think like at the end of it, I was like, I, I feel like Barrett was kind of on the, on the fence. And then he was like, okay, how serious is Scotty? Mm-hmm. Let me poke and prod and actually figure out how serious he is yeah. before kind of diving into this. Yeah. And, uh, and man, it's been, it's been a fun ride so far. It's been crazy too. Like just to see like where it's, it's come in such a short amount of time, mm-hmm. especially like we've talked about, you know, like this has been something you've tried to get off the ground a, a handful of times before. And uh, just how much farther this is going compared to the rest of those is very interesting. Yep. It's, uh, you know, this is, I think I finally have the right cast around me. That's the big thing is the supporting yeah, I'll cast. I'll sign it if you want. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, but, like, you know, I've got I've got Nick who does a lot of the business stuff for us. I've mm-hmm. got Joe who is behind the scenes, PJ is behind the scenes, videoing, editing, doing stuff like that. Uh, I've got people that I can bounce ideas off of that aren't just going to sit there and, like, sure that sounds good or gonna Mm -hmm. tell me hey no that's stupid don't do it or hey this is what i think you should do differently and i think that's one big thing with us being you know with all of us being close friends and that's part of our friendship as we roast each other and call each other out on stuff whenever there is a dumb idea none of us like try to tiptoe around it we're just no that's that's kind of dumb if we do it doesn't it doesn't have legs for very long like you'll find out real quick when somebody's just trying to be nice about something right yeah and also like nobody's like at each other's throats over it either. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like a, Oh, we're just being a dick. Cause you said that you didn't like this Yeah, for whatever small reason. Like, 
you know, if y'all tell me y'all think something's stupid, I take, you know, I take that into like consideration. Like that's a big part of mm-hmm. a lot of the decisions I make. I've had a lot of ideas that I brought to the table before putting them out and people are like, no, and I'm like, all right, fair. And I'll go back and look at it from like a different point of view. It's like, oh yeah, that's kind of stupid. Yeah. The thing too is like, like I know there's been some things that like I've shot down that have still like made it, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be like videos or like, you know, shirt ideas and stuff like that. But it's just like, just because it's not for one person doesn't mean it's for everybody. So like having, uh, you know, a handful of people that you can bounce ideas off of and that are all like in kind of different walks of life, different, you know, like right. backgrounds or whatever you want to say. Like they just have different interests. Like you're really going to get a, a variety of answers. Right. And that's my thing. That was always one thing that kind of I struggled with at the beginning because like my my idea of what like a good shirt design is may not match up with literally anybody else. Right. I had, man, I, if I went through my phone at one point, I went and deleted, <laughs> I swear to you, I think I went and deleted like 430 pictures yeah. of just different like shirt. And now don't like a lot of it were like copies and things. It wasn't 430 designs, right. but it was 430 pictures of like shirts and things I drew and things that like just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And I just went ahead and was like, all right, delete. Cause yeah, like so nobody out, else like, liked four them. shirts. Yeah. Cause <laughs> nobody else liked them. And I was like, all right, man, you know what? I, something that I think looks good, you know, like we're, so we have a shirt hanging up in here now. It's our newest shirt. And it's just a little basic cheap seats LLC yeah. across the front. I, I kind of didn't like it at first. And then I saw somebody else wear it and I was like, oh, that actually looks really good. I yeah. like that. And see, like for me, I don't care for that shirt. But yeah, then like fair. the last one that we put out, like the, with the, the real fans yeah. on the back, I love that one. That's far and away. We had 36 shirts. We sold 33 of them in the first two, like week. Mm-hmm. So like that was like, yeah. we're, we plan on reordering those. So, I mean, those were big hits. I think we're going to reorder those, but do like different color combos, like get, you know, give a, give a variety out For there. For sure. Yeah. If y'all miss those on the, on the first time around, like pick those up this time. Cause that's, that's the best shirt we've had yeah. so far by. We're going to be redoing the, uh, the original shirt that just had the big logo across the front. Mm-hmm. We're going to be redoing those shirts. Uh, we're going to come up with a little bit different material this time, but like we have a lot of stuff in the works. We have some videos that are, we're going to be doing in a couple weeks. Uh, we're getting out there like on, you know, like on TikTok. That's, you know, I'm, I'm one of those, uh, I've seen a lot of people who, who are like, oh yeah, TikTok's meant for like Gen Z or whatever the hell the generations behind us. And yeah. I'm like, you know, I can, I can see that I'm like the grandpa of like my generation. Like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to work it. I follow a hundred people on there, but mm-hmm. I only like four of those people, but I want to see like a little bit of variety, but like the for you page doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know how they come up with like that stuff. So, but I'm trying to like get on there. Like, you know, I'm trying to hit every Avenue I can with this yeah. to try to get it out there. Yeah. Yeah. That I don't understand when people try to say that like, Oh, I'm not getting on TikTok cause I'm older than 14. It's like, dude, if you've been on TikTok, you see, like, dude, there are grandparents on TikTok. Right. And they are some of the most popular people on there. Yeah. So I was one of those, I'm putting my foot down, I'm not getting TikTok people. It was so annoying. Okay, thanks, man. I appreciate it. But (laughs) I was one of those people for sure. And the first day that I downloaded TikTok, I spent eight hours on TikTok straight. I was just, it it was one of those nights where I wasn't sleeping. Like, I was just playing video games through the night. And I had it on my recliner uh, chair, like on the arm of my chair. While I was playing video games, just listening and watching TikToks and just scrolling through. And the next thing I knew, it was like, I started around midnight. It was 8 a.m. And I was like, oh, well, this is a really good way to kill time. And the only reason that I knew that I watched that long, because my phone was almost dead. Yeah. Went from full charge to almost dead. That sounds like a cry for help, if we're being honest. It might be just a touch. But 
it's you know I have waned way back. I don't watch eight hours of time. Dude, what's funny too is like you just refer to yourself as like you know the grandpa of our generation, <laughs> and you have a blanket over your shoulders like an old shawl, like a grandmother knitting like out yeah. on her front porch. Hey man, it's cold in this room, and I didn't feel like going to get a hoodie. That's fair. But uh, yeah, I mean, so but I'm trying to get us. You know, I'm trying. We have Facebook page, we have Instagram, we have Twitter. We're out on TikTok. Yeah, if you if, can't find us, you're not looking. If I could figure out Periscope, I'd try to probably put us on Periscope. <laughs> that I don't know, but you know, just, just anything. You know what I mean? Just trying to get us out the there. The only thing I use Periscope for is to uh, illegally stream UFC fights whenever I don't want to buy them. Legally buy? Yep, we're gonna we're gonna dub that over. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna dub over that later. Oh, speaking of, dude, uh, I, I think you would say like you weren't interested in coming, but they got a UFC pay per view coming this weekend. I'll be in Toledo Bend this weekend. Are you? For, yeah, for uh, Mother's Day weekend. Mm. Shout out to all the moms. Yeah, where my mom's at. <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, I do, yeah, the USC, like, because they were trying to put out a, uh, a pay-per-view, like, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, um... COVID? COVID. But dude, they were fighting against it. They were like, nah, we got a, a secluded place. We got this. <laughs> well, Dana White was ready to buy a private island. So he's still, uh, he's still buying the private island, according to him. Um, but that's, that's if cheap seats will not be successful if I don't own my own private island. That's fair. That's hey, it's only, good to have goals. That's you know? the only way that this is successful is if I own my own private island. But no, they were going to do it at a, um, Indian reservation in California mm-hmm. and people got wind of that. And so they started protesting it and it put pressure on everybody to shut it down. And then, um, they stream, uh, solely through ESPN plus now. Mm-hmm. ESPN is owned by Disney, and Disney was like, "We can't have confrontation." Yep. So they they reached out to Dana White and well, were you like, know, "Not anymore, but early early nineties. Let's have all the let's have all the stereotypes out there." Oh, for Disney? Yeah. Yeah, but that was like when it was okay. You right. know? Yeah. I'm not saying it right. I'm just saying it worked. So it's it's sold at the yeah, very least. It still sells. Like some people, that's that's where they're 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 still at. You know, but um. Yeah, so they had to pull the pin on that. Now, most of those, like, big headliner fights mm-hmm. just got pushed over to this pay-per-view, mm-hmm. and then they added more in. There's two title fights. There is a huge, like, main card. The prelim card is ending with Donald Cerrone and uh, Anthony Pettis, mm-hmm. who could be a co-main event by themselves. Like, Hey, look, man, as long as Pettis shoulders Cerrone, he'll be fine. Just, th- just throws his shoulder in his eye. Uh, Sonority came out like in an interview and they were like basically like, Hey, what happened? And he was like, I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> like like who does that? Yeah. Who just Well not only like, that, oh, they yeah, were here, like me... they were like, What was your mindset before? He said, My mindset two days before the fight was I don't want to do this. <laughs> and he was like, like he didn't want to fight Connor, he, he just didn't, didn't want to fight at all. He just couldn't shake that that mindset of like, I'm just not ready to fight. And he said that's, somebody that's was tough. like Yeah, somebody was like, Why couldn't you shake it? He was like, If I knew why, I wouldn't have lasted forty seconds. Yeah, I would have shaken it. Yeah. So uh he said like in, in, like, the few minutes beforehand, um, he's, like, just trying to hype himself up and, like, nothing's working. So then he walks out to the ring, and he actually went out first. So mm-hmm. he's standing there, and, like, Connor comes out and does this whole thing. And he said in his head, he was just like, this is going to fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah, and then, like, Connor comes out and, like, something about, like, whatever, like, the first blow was that, like, really hit Cowboy and, like, I think like, it was the, the knee, wasn't it? It might have been a knee or, like, I think Cowboy, like, went for a takedown and, like, his hip 
like was that what it was? was the Connor's hip, hip kind of. Yeah, called I, him? I remember him going for a tech or the something hip to knee somewhere. Yeah, in that it area. wasn't like a, like a full like straight up strike, right. but like something caught him like immediately, and he was like from and there. It stunned him. I was huh? dazed yeah. a little bit, I and then I, I tried to like clinch up, and he hit me with those shoulders, and I was like, "Is he hitting me with his <laughs> fucking shoulders right now?" Right. And then about the third or fourth one, I was like, "Yep, my nose is broken." <laughs> so then I back up, and I still like I haven't had a chance to even catch my bearings in this whole fight. And so I'm just kind of like trying to figure out where I am. Then he kicked me in the head. And I was like, well, that's it. That's, there's nothing I can do now. Yeah. That's wild, man. I wonder if, you know, with, with that coming out, does that does that diminish Connor? Because Connor like no, caught some of his, he caught some of his like mystique back after that fight. Yeah. Like he was, he was human after the Habib fight. The thing and is. And then he had that Cerrone fight. And then it's like, oh, that's Connor McGregor all over again. The thing is that no matter what Cowboy's mindset was, Cowboy is a top-level professional. Mm-hmm. I mean... He has, what, the most wins in UFC, is that right? Most wins in UFC history. He He's renowned for just constantly, you know, turning around and being ready to fight mm-hmm. again. Now... Reminds me of Chris Lieber. Whenever he was in his, uh... Lieberman? I don't know. The, the, that was back early thousands. He, he had a fight, and literally three weeks later, he turned around and had another fight because they just needed somebody to be there. Yeah. And he was like, all right, sure. And then... Like he was known as like Iron Jaw was his thing because mm. he could just take a take a hit like nobody's business. Yeah, those guys are not around anymore. <laughs> Facts. But um. But yeah, like no matter what the the result of the fight was, like Cowboy's nobody that's that's easy to walk through. And like, yes, Connor, you know, kind of stunned him early with something that wasn't fully intentional. But the uh, in- improvisation to mm. start banging him with shoulders. <laughs> And clearly it was effective. You know, you say what you want about it, but, like, it worked. <laughs> yeah. And then to, yeah, like, push him off and then head kick the arguably head kick king. Like, that was, that was, that was the perfect way to top it off. Yeah. So I've seen that, you know, there there's some, some rumors about, was it the Masvidal fight that, that kind of fell through and Connor might slide in and fight one of those two guys? No, no, no. You... So the idea was... Um, Khabib and Tony were supposed to fight. Well, then, with all the COVID stuff, Khabib got stuck in Russia. And he's doing Ramadan now. He, yeah, he. I so think, he won't be back. I think like Ramadan September. just started. So, yeah, now he's he's out. So Tony's ready to fight. So they signed Justin Gaethje for the fight, and that was like less than two weeks before that last fight was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And Gaethje took it. And Gaethje's like a top three, four competitor or contender uh, in the lightweight division, and so. Um, that's that's the main event of this fight is like they push that to the the this card here, mm-hmm. and so Connor wants to fight three times this year. That's what he said at the beginning of the year. So he had the he had the Cerrone fight. Yeah, obviously some things have happened with you know the virus and everything, mm-hmm. so it does make it trickier. And he's in Ireland right now, so can he get in yet? I don't, I don't know. know. But I read something that hey, hey Donald, let us know. Yeah, I Trump read something that um he's trying to sign a deal to fight Masvidal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Masvidal holds the uh, BMF belt, bad mm-hmm. motherfucker. And so uh, Connor and, and Masvidal would fight for that belt, which isn't a real belt. It's just more to say, look at me. Right. I mean, that would be, I think that would be a fun fight, especially with Masvidal showing up like in the Connor-esque robe. That's He's kind of be... like fallen into the same kind of trajectory that Connor kind of took with his career a little bit. He's a lot cocky, I, which is weird to say for Connor. But I feel like at this point, Masvidal might be cockier than Connor was. It's it's a different 
it's a very similar but also a very different kind of of mindset mm-hmm. because Masvidal's kind of got more of like that street confidence where Connor's just like look how loud I'll bark okay but his his bike could back up the bark mm-hmm. you know what I mean whereas like Masvidal is just like you know he's talking about how he's grown up grown up he grew up in <laughs> like you know like the the streets or you know whatever you want to call it and so because of that like you had to learn how to fight you learn had to learn how to talk shit like you had to learn how to defend yourself right so that's just how he is and so with how good of a shit talker connor is and how unfazed masvidal is the press conference between those two mm-hmm. is going to be either so dull because nobody is going to want to say anything because you know it's pointless or it's going to be fireworks right. between them two talking shit something like diaz whenever he and diaz had a yeah, pretty much. Because, like, Diaz was like, yeah, Diaz's mindset and, and talking was, is very similar to Masvidal's. Mm-hmm. Now, their fighting style is really different, and Masvidal's fighting style is very, very similar to Connor's. Um, so I think that would be a really, really fun fight. So what I think is what what I think is going to be interesting is a lot of Connor's fights, honestly, he won before the, before the yeah. fight night. Like, he won at the press conference because right. he was already – so deep in your head. And honestly, like, even though he was being so courteous and nice and polite to Cowboy, mm-hmm. I think he kind of... I'm be honest with you, that was, I think that was my favorite UFC interview. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that was my favorite press conference, was the two of them. It was weird to watch. It was it was weird, it was different, but man, Serrani looked like a badass with the with the Cowboy yeah. hat. You could barely just see his eyes. He looked just straight barely. out of, like, Red Dead Redemption. Right, it was one of the coolest things. And then, like, I've never seen just utter respect like that between two people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is so different, and I freaking love it. And especially when... Three, four years ago, they were at a press conference together, not fighting each other, fighting in different weight classes at the time, too. Just, talking just mad talking, shit to yeah, each other. Just talking, yeah. just talking to talk, I'm sure, too. Not even trying to plant seeds of anything, just talking to talk. No, yeah, just, just oh, like, uh, Cowboy had said, like, oh, if you ever come to this weight division, like, you're fucked. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we'll whip your ass. Not only that, like, you, you're not even the king of your weight division yet. You still got to go through. Uh, it was Jose Aldo at the time. Uh, which he which did. He, oh, <laughs> yeah, he starched him. Which he did. And then... Uh, Connor was like, I've seen everybody in the divisions above me. You look like sticks in the mud. <laughs> I'll slap you up. It's, that's when he brought out the whole, it's red right. panty night. Yeah, man, that's, uh, I, and I, I want to say, I want to say Connor might actually be more interesting if he, if he continues to approach, uh, if he continues to approach <clears throat> press conferences like that, where you can see like the maturity in it. Mm. Now, I don't get me wrong, as a fan, I would love to just see him talk trash yeah. and go but just seeing him go like almost full business mode in those, right. I think that would get more in Masvidal's head. Yeah, it's almost than, scarier. Than Bar yeah, right. Than like this guy who's been chirping this whole time. Yeah. It's like, you know, you got a puppy who who sits there and chirps and chirps and he'll he'll catch you with those bites every once in a while. You know, it gets what well, it gets beat up by a bigger dog and then all of a sudden it, it's coming back bigger and badder than ever. Yeah. And it's just dead silent. Man, that's just that that is a that's more of a mind set thing than being like trying to get in his head. Yeah. If Connor goes up there and he's like, Yeah, man, you're a great fighter, Masvidal's gonna go, like, um, huh? And I think too, <laughs> like me? as as Connor's career has gone on and he has had to take a few losses, like mm-hmm. it does make you humble yourself and like look back and see like, oh, okay, I'm not this perfect, unbeatable, you know, right. machine. Um and so it kinda changes like because like beforehand he was undefeated. Nobody could touch him. I mean, he was lighting up the featherweight division, so he was just like 
fuck you, fuck you, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I'll wreck anybody. Like, I'll go and beat John Jones. Like, he didn't, it didn't right. matter, you know what I mean? And so, like, Wouldn't now. Wouldn't be a close fight. No. <laughs> Would not be a close fight. It'd be an interesting fight, to, to be honest. I mean, obviously, I think John will win it just because of his size. I and think John will win it very John's quickly. probably, you know, one of the best pound-for-pound pound fighters there's ever been. I mean, Connor's up there, too, but I think John's a bit higher. I think John would win it in a heartbeat. I would say a heartbeat. I no, think. no, a heartbeat. I think it'd be, I don't think it gets out of the first round. Oh, it does. Uh, you can agree to disagree on that. But I'd put money on it. I, I don't think that gets out of the first round. I'd put money gets out of the first round. We'll never see it, so it doesn't matter. But anyway. <laughs> Billion dollars right now. We'll bet a private island right private now. Private <laughs> island that it gets out of the first round. Um, What are we talking about? Uh, Connor talking trash and then mm-hmm. calling back down. He's not the unbeatable machine. But yeah, I'm, I'm a huge Connor fan. I mean, he's done some shady shit. He's had his issues, but... Did you watch the documentary they had of him? I still haven't. Honestly. Really, man, that was so good. I <clears throat> I watched that right before this Ronnie fight, and I got I gained a lot more respect for Connor mm-hmm. as a person. Like watching him actually go through as a person. Yeah. Now I've always wondered whenever you go back through those, at what point does somebody say start recording me? Right. Start recording my life. Yeah. Like at what point? Because you're not just gonna pull out random, you know, because it's like him in his house with his mom in Ireland, like, when he very first started fighting, like, at one point you go, yeah, you're going to want to record me. Mm. Like, you know how much cockiness that takes of, well, hey, A, you're going to want to record me, B, don't ever get rid of this, somebody's going to use it down the road, I Whenever promise. he was um, in the, I don't remember exactly what the competition was before he came to the UFC, mm-hmm. he had two losses. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them were submissions, and it was, like, in, in his first, like, four fights. After that, he was undefeated, uh, won the featherweight title there, went up to the division, won the title there, mm-hmm. and then after winning the title there, he left and came to the UFC. Funny enough, he has never defended a title, and he has held four <laughs> in two different weight divisions in two different companies. No, oh, just because he keeps bumping up weight classes? Yeah, as soon as he wins the title, fourth. he goes to another weight class, then he wins the title in that weight class. He either skips to another uh, uh, company, or he goes and boxes and vacates his title. I respect, I respect <laughs> it. But, I mean, he's... If you want to talk about one of the most interesting people in sports, Connor's up there, hundred percent. Oh, he's he's yeah, one of the most popular, most talked about, most uh, marketable people there is in the world, let mm-hmm. alone sports. Um, proper twelves. I mean, he's gonna make a billion dollars off of proper twelve they, alone. They were on the uh, they were on the mat, weren't they, for his fight? Yeah, they were one of the sponsors for for the pay per view. They've been for some of the fights that he's not a part of. That's that's marketing. <laughs> yeah, if that's marketing. I I do wonder though, like because you know he's making all these like big crazy like money moves. Like I mean, you know nobody's arguing the dude's banking. But and like I said too, I mean when you look at like you know pound for pound best fighters there's ever been, he's he could probably make your top ten. Mm-hmm. I mean I say anybody's top twenty if you're not being ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I wonder how much it tarnishes his legacy. Because he's bouncing around, he's doing boxing, he's, you know, going for these trilogy fights with Nate Diaz, he's never defending a title, you know what I mean? Like, I think the difference, I, actually, I, I've thought about that and I've talked to a couple of buddies, I think you and I have talked about it once, and I'll talk to Jalen about it, I think him doing that at this point in time works out perfectly, because he and Ronda were so similar, Ronda got her teeth kicked in and left, mm-hmm. he got his teeth kicked in, went and licked his wounds and he's back. Mm-hmm. I think that will come back to help him in his legacy later on. Is yeah, he got humbled, yeah, he turned human, but then he came back, and especially if he can 
He won the Cerrone fight. If he can mm-hmm. go on a streak and win a belt again or even get close, I think you're right back into the, the mix where he was whenever he was at the top of his game. Because yes, you see somebody who but I'm did saying the same like, thing. When, when he's when he's retired, his mm-hmm. career is done and gone, and you look back at him and you start saying, okay, how good was he compared to this guy, this guy, this guy? But this guy held the title and defended it three times, mm-hmm. you know, which respectable. It's nothing that's going to break records or anything, right. you know what I mean? But it, it helps put you in the mix. Does the fact that he, you know, wins this title, moves up in a weight division, wins this title, leaves the whole freaking organization to go do something completely different because it's making millions of dollars, right. does that tarnish his legacy because he's not he's not trying to be the top dog in one he's division or even the, one sport. He's not trying to be the best thing at one thing, best yeah. person at one thing. He's, he's being yeah. really good at a bunch of by, different things. By not putting all of his eggs in one basket, it is making him more marketable and it's making him more money right now and in the long run, but is it tarnishing his legacy as a fighter, period? I think that comes down to a – like person-by-person kind of thing because mm-hmm. you have to go into it, it I, I think that turns into an old school versus new school kind of mentality mm-hmm. i think people who are more new school who I, I think people more our age would say that makes him better because he wasn't top dog at one thing but he was great at a lot of things yeah and that's that's so much more difficult to, like in my opinion that's fair. it's a lot more difficult to do what connor's done than to get to the top of the division and just kind of hover around there Dude, in one thing and, like and one weight class one division when you like so you know he, he's amazing mixed martial artist, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then he has this whole riff with Mayweather and says, I'll box you. I'll, come to I'll your, box yeah. arguably the greatest boxer there's ever been, right? right? You know, especially based on record. And when you look at people who have fought Mayweather and, and you put Connor in that mix as well, he, he looks no worse than anybody else ever has. Right. Hell, he looks better than a lot of people ever yeah. had. He went, what, 13 rounds? No, 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 no. What's, I thought it was, yeah. was double-digit rounds that he went. How long does a, a fight normally go? I thought it was only 12. I, I, I think I'm, it went eight rounds, seven or eight. I thought it was I thought he was in the teens. I could be stupid. I'm pretty sure 12 is where it stops. I'm stupid. <laughs> I don't know 100%. I, that's the only boxing match I've ever bought. The only other boxing match I watched was Mayweather versus Pacquiao. That was, a, sh- honestly, that was a sham Pacquiao won that. Huh? Pacquiao won that. I mean, <laughs> That's a shame. and, and I, I'm not a big boxer, so it's like it's hard for me to to you know point that out and say who should or wouldn't have won. It, in my opinion, it seemed like Conor was more active. You know, mm-hmm. it, just when you compare Pacquiao versus Mayweather to Conor versus Mayweather, you know right. what I mean? Like, I'm sure there's somebody who's like a big boxing buff listening to this right now. He's like, you're both fucking idiots. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> you're both wrong. You're both stupid. Yeah. Your opinions are incorrect. Don't talk if you don't know what you're talking about. Right. You know what, man? I'm I'm not a boxing guy. I I thought Connor went you know super super deep. I thought it was multiple rounds or like deep, like teen rounds. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You you saying twelve round boxing matches? That actually does sound right. Tenth rounds. What he went to? Okay, so I didn't think you made it that far. So I did get double digits right. Mm-hmm. I just gave him three rounds of credit. Yeah. But hey, man. But I mean, Connor Connor I think is going to go down as one of the best athletes ever to be honest with you just overall athletes he's gonna go down as one of the best especially when you look at his overall career right. you're gonna say holy shit like what a person right 
But yeah, like when I'm saying like yeah, UFC fans, if you're just saying like he was one of the best UFC fighters, period, it's gonna be. I could see why people would make it hard to to put him right. in that talk because of things like that. Right. But like you said, I hope that he he really digs in and he looks amazing at this weight weight class. You know, he's mm-hmm. not having to make these disgusting cuts. Dude, he looked sick. Like I he know. looked like a sick puppy in some of those. Yeah, like this this weight class, I think is really really good for him. Even 145 would be like, or wait, 145 is featherweight. What am I thinking? 155. Where is he at? 170? Yeah, I think he's the 170 weight class. Yeah. Yeah, because welterweight's 185. So, yeah, even even dropping down to, to 155, like, one of those two is is where he should be. Right. And and fighting the best people, right? And so, um, lost my train of thought. I hope, whatever weight class he's in, I hope he just, yeah, digs his heels in and just says, like, you know what, I'm gunning, I want the title, I want to prove that I can not only get the title, but I can defend the title and I can be a champion. And I think if he can do that and defend his title even two times, mm. I think that, you know, puts him top ten easy on anybody's list. I and see on the opposite way, I want Connor to go after nothing but money fights for the rest of his career. <laughs> like I want him to fuck give me give him give me Masvidal, give me Habib too. Yeah, I don't even care if he loses. Just give me money fights with Connor. Just off the marketability. But the thing is, if he if he goes against Masvidal and he beats Masvidal, the only two people that stand in his way as far as, like, who he should fight or who he deserves to fight is whoever wins out of Ferguson and Gaethje, mm-hmm. which, regardless of who wins out of that, Ferguson deserves a title shot because he has never gotten a title shot versus uh, Khabib. Mm-hmm. Something always happens. He is currently the interim mm-hmm. champion of a weight class that has a champion, <laughs> and they are making him defend his interim belt. <laughs> Imagine having the champion duck and dive and have excuses, whether it's justified or not, mm-hmm. and now you can't fight to unify the belt that is a sham belt that you have, and now you have to defend this piece of that, shit. And you might lose that And belt. if you lose it, there are going to be dumb shits out there that say you never deserve the title shot to begin with. Right. That blows my mind. He's in a bad spot. Now, in all fairness, yeah, he can only lose. Right. Like, if he wins, he's at the same position before he fought. Yeah. He just stays fresh. Yeah. Like, I mean, in my opinion, I think Ferguson wins this no matter what, but Gaethje's a powerful dude. I mean, yeah. he just takes one shot. You know it's, what I mean? That's that's one of those, even in an interim, that's one of those you you have to win. You can't not lose no yeah if you're if you're the if you're the challenger because so you can't not lose something you have to win it so whoever wins that gets the interim bell mm-hmm. and is the undisputed number one contender whenever Khabib's ready to fight that's who he has to go for mm-hmm. so if Connor beats Masvidal you either try to get that interim belt <laughs> or you fight whoever has you know whoever is the number one contender whether right. it's Gaethje or whether it's Ferguson or you just fight Khabib, mm-hmm. or you just hold off and you wait till he's ready. But Khabib's next fight has to be Ferguson or Gaethje, whoever has that belt. And I say that even if Gaethje gets that belt, you could argue that Connor should fight him instead, especially if Connor does beat Masvidal. But just in in the fact that you have an interim belt, mm-hmm. the whole point is to unify that. So if you don't let that person fight immediately, don't even have the fucking belt. So do you think Connor does beat Masvidal? Because I, I I think I've heard you go kind of both ways on it. I think it's a, I think it's a really good fight, and I don't think there's a clear cut winner. I think I, if it I would, were to go to decision, who do you give the decision to? Well, I'd have to see the fight. Well, I understand, but let's let's be honest. A lot of boxing, a lot of UFC names win decisions more than 
more than fights. You know what I mean? More Debatably, like but fought. I mean, I mean, yes, Connor has the biggest name in UFC, undisputed. But it's not like Masvidal's some slosh of a name. Right, either. that's you what, know what I'm saying. Mean? So let's say let's say it's pretty much even. Let's say it does come down to a. We're gonna throw one name out further. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who, whose name you throw out further? Is this a five round fight or is it a three round fight? Five round. Masvidal. Okay. Connor Gass is out. As That's much fair. as I love him. That's fair. And as much as I will never root against Connor, he has a horrible gas tank. I don't know what happened to it the light so in here. Bright. <laughs> the the light the light in here just like kicked back on for some reason. It uh it's it really a second win. It's really funny too how Connor's stamina is so bad because he has these McGregor fast like uh stamina training programs uh-huh. that he promotes all the time. And you think the biggest promotion would be going three rounds in <laughs> The right. UFC. And he looks so good for the first, like, two and a half. And then it's just like, he hits a wall and he just can't anymore. Dude, I, that's like... When it's, he, it's so weird. When he fought Khabib. Because, I mean, that's Khabib's thing is I am... I have I have an unlimited gas tank. I have right. four lungs. Okay? Yeah, right. I, I mean, when you wrestle bears at the age of four... That's what I was going to say. You have to you have to be able to. And yeah, dude, Khabib is an amazing wrestler. He is such a boring fighter to watch. <laughs> But it's understandable why he is so good, right? Like, you can't argue that just because he's not entertaining, he's not good or he doesn't deserve it. Right. Whenever he fought uh, Connor, I mean, dude, Connor was drained. And Connor had a really good couple rounds because mm-hmm. I think it was the third round that he got tapped out, maybe even the fourth. I think it was third. But, yeah, I mean, at least one of those rounds, like, he clearly won. He was getting some good strikes. He even knocked uh, Khabib down at one point. Now, Khabib knocked him down as well. Now, I knew, I thought, honestly, Connor had the mental edge when he for sure should have tapped, and he would just wait it out at the end of the round. Mm-hmm. I think that was the second, the end of the second round mm-hmm. that he'd be bad at, like, not like, locked in. I thought that in, was it. And he just, like, he just mentally stayed too strong for it. Yeah. And I was like, maybe that's what Connor needed. Maybe that's like gonna get in Habib's head that he had him beat and couldn't do it. Yeah. And then Habib kicked him, and Connor had that little like that little like catch myself. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's it. That that right there is the end of it. And yeah, if you, no if, way. You, if if Khabib can get somebody to like kind of stutter step like that and then just maul him on top oh, of him, like God, man, he it just, doesn't stop. He was a man on a mission. Whenever he saw Connor, Connor start to stutter, he went from a fighting stance to like sprinter, like dead on. Oh, like a spear. I'm on top of you. Yeah. He'd have made Edge proud. Let's, all right, Connor. Let's talk. Let's talk now, dude. That, dude, that was, was the that was one of the funniest. And as much as I love Connor, as much as he's a badass, and like you know, he says what he wants. For him to be like, it's just business. I was like, right. what a bitch <laughs> move, Connor. No. Yeah. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. Like it was it was so stupid of Habib to to jump out there like he did. That was yeah. super entertaining. It was stupid, but he got rocked. When he, I don't know who in the stands rocked to be. Have you seen that angle? Well, yeah, he just jumped in a crowd of he jumped how many people and into another fighter's camp. And he got freaking... That's All like, of those dudes they, are fighters. Right, they switched over to Connor because, you know, Habib's brother went in and he and Connor started going at it. Yeah. But, like, you can see, like, when he's on his way down of his, like, double stomp thing that he did, some dude just caught him across the across the uh, face and you see it be like stutter step back yeah. and he's like oh crap and the camera pan i was like no continue to show me he got rocked let's see who like give me that guy i want to know who rocked Habib. give me that guy and yeah like I, under, I understand could be like wanting to make a point and like he threw his mouth guard at him and like dude jump up on the cage and just you know right chew don't that dude's jump ass into the, don't yeah jump jumping into, into it can only end poorly yeah and like dude he got banned from america because of that <laughs> right 
And that was just, man, that was one of the most wild. And that, that makes and then, you wonder. And then Khabib was like, I'm never going back to Vegas because of that. What? <laughs> right. What? That makes you wonder, does does Dana White take the the risk on that again? Yeah. Think so? You know how much fucking money he made? Yeah, that's fair. You know how much he's going to make it for a second one? <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, My, uh, what I wonder is, does it get to that level again? I don't think it does. Well, I mean, as long as Connor's not throwing dollies through, through well, it wasn't that it was through bus windows. I mean, that was obviously part of it, but it wasn't just that. Yeah, like, I know there was a lot of stuff. shit that Connor yeah. was talking. Connor talks a lot of shit. He was Connor talking some targeted shit. Yeah, yeah, he went super personal. Yeah, the reason bit. he threw that dolly is because uh, Khabib and his gang kind of like ganged up on like one of Connor's boys that right, were like yeah. at that same fight that whatever Khabib was at, and. Uh, so Connor jumped on his private jet, flew to I think it was New York or whatever, like that night, grabbed this went on a, a rampage to find Khabib. Oh, he's on the bus, throws a dolly at the bus and was just like Can you imagine by the way? I don't know if you've picked up a dolly. Those things are not just like easy to pick up. That's yeah. just like something that's got like good weight like displacement and you can he picked it up and hurled it. Yeah. Like I think, like you, that day, you got some strength around that booger sugar. <laughs> one of the two, but I mean, I, like I honestly, like, you look at these guys and like, oh man, that's one fifty five. That's light. These guys are some of the strongest human beings. Oh, just on the no. If anybody, whatever weight class a guy fights at, he walks around twenty to thirty pounds heavier. Right. I just, but that's just it. Blows my mind how strong these guys are. Yeah. And you don't really see it until you see like them throw another one hundred and fifty five pound human being across a across an octagon. Yeah. That's like Brock Lesnar. You can see how strong that man is. But until you, like, see him do something stupid, you're like, oh, you get, like, a really good glimpse of how big he is. Dude, speaking of him, it was so funny, like, just how big and, like, how muscular and, and crazy strong that dude was. And, like, when he would get into the octagon and an actual fighter would rock his shit and just seeing him scramble. Like, I think it was, uh, it was Cain Velasquez. Whenever it the came, first or second one. Did they fight twice? Mm-hmm. Uh, Brock won one and Kane won one. Well, the one where Kane won. When Kane, uh, like, I think it was a body shot. Did, did Brock win one? I thought they only fought once. I thought, you know, you're right. It was once. I'm sorry. Cause, cause, uh, Kane gave Brock that disgusting scar he has on his face. I now. think, I think Kane, like, hit him with a body shot and he just folded. Mm-hmm. And dude, Kane, like, dude, big ass, 265 pound Brock Lesnar. Kane doesn't, Kane does not somebody who just, like, looks athletic. <laughs> No. Cain Velasquez does not look athletic. But yeah, just this big monster, you know, bodybuilder of a man, 265-pound Brock, Brock Lesnar, curled up in a ball, just letting this dude waylay on him. You're like, oh, you're just strong. Like, yeah. No, I mean, he won a title. Yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, obviously, <laughs> he wanted to, like, I'm saying you're just strong and I'd get my ass whipped by a girl. But like... <laughs> I, I will say that I, I don't think Brock Lesnar ever, and this is, this may cause people who know UFC better than me, I don't think Brock Lesnar ever deserved to be in UFC. He definitely did not deserve the fights he got as quickly as he got them. No, he he. But his name propelled him. He was a so classic case of your further. name, you know, get you started farther than anybody else. Right. Now he won fights. He won, a, he, he won a belt. He dominated people. Uh, he beat Frank Mir, which is right. no easy task. And I mean, I say that Frank's got a lot of losses on his record, but Frank's Frank a, was also a badass past dude. his prime whenever they fought. Yeah, but Frank came bit. back and beat him. Right. So, but people forget Brock Lesnar was. A an NCAA champion in wrestling mm-hmm. twice, man won two national titles in wrestling. So he yeah. had like the wrestling background. He's an amateur champion as well, right? I I get WWE's, you know, 
scripted. Yeah. But, I mean, the man won multiple belts there. He was easily the most dominant human being and, and in a field of, like, really big human beings. And staying on top of, of being in your physical prime and mm-hmm. being able to do those WWE shows week in, week out. And just because you see it on TV doesn't mean that's the only time they're performing. Right, they're, they're wrestling five, six nights a week. Dude, that takes peak physical right. you know, power. And, and at that point, he was doing that. He wasn't like he is now where he wrestles four times a year, maybe. Yeah. He, at that point, was doing house shows and other things like mm-hmm. that. He was an NFL player. He is was he an NFL yeah, player? Yeah, he played for the Vikings. I didn't know that. He and Goldberg played against each other one time. I knew Goldberg was an Goldberg NFL player. Goldberg was with the Falcons, and he was with the Vikings. That's funny. But, I mean. Goldberg also uh, fought for that prison team. Yes, he did. Yeah, the hammer. <laughs> Good call. But, uh, but I mean, he he is one of those just absolutely physical. He is a physical beast. Like, just a, a physical He's specimen. A he is not of this world. And he got made. He he looked stupid. Yeah. At the last couple fights of his of his UFC career, where he lost. This is a guy, and I say all that to sh- to say like this is a super athlete, and these are guys you like. Oh yeah, that's a big guy, but you don't realize how big and powerful these guys are. And, fast and that's the thing that yeah, they are big, until, powerful, and fast. But like that only gets you so far. Like actually knowing how to fight, right. which obviously Brock knew enough how to fight, you know. But a lot of it was his physical power mm-hmm. and just his. Willingness to go forward else. and just not yeah. stop. But, yeah, whenever an actual bad motherfucker like Cain Velasquez got in there with the right mindset and just right. dropped him, like, that was crazy to see. Yep. I see highlights of it all the time. Yep, it's it's fun. So that was, like, their thing they did in WWE when Cain Velasquez went was... I forgot he went to <laughs> WWE. He got cut with all their cuts going on. But, like, that was yeah. his thing. Like, he came out, and I remember they... they and that's, I think, it was what I was thinking was that Brock beat him really quickly in WWE. So I think maybe that's where I was thinking it was the one-on-one game. Because they have fought twice kind of thing. Like. Yeah, I think that's where I was thinking. But they they made a such a huge deal out of it, and they showed Kane just dominating him. They showed the big <laughs> scar that, like, Brock still has now. Brock's got a big-ass scar, and it's from Kane. Kane cut him open with one of his fists, just rocked him. And that was, like, their big thing. It was like, oh, this is the one guy that Brock can't beat. Right. And then they gave him a win in, like, five minutes or that's something. So like, something stupid. stupid. Because, you know, Vince's man's, Vince's man's, Vince's men can never lose. Mm-hmm. But I, I would love, honestly, truly, just he and he and Dana White need to have a crossover agreement where they can just kind of pitch back and forth. I mean, it's all that was said than done. Yeah, for sure. But that was also another funny thing whenever WWE versus McGregor happened, where McGregor said, I'll knock, the, I'll knock all your heads off, line up in a row, and I'll knock everyone over yeah. their heads off. And these guys were like, Hey, I get we're scripted, but we're actually like we can fight too. Like this is like a thing that we do. They, which... They're actually very strong men and very athletic, and I understand that. But I think if you take Connor versus anyone under probably like two twenty mm-hmm. in the WWE, Connor whips their ass. Oh, for sure. But like you had like you had guys like Roman Reigns. Like I, I'll fight you right now. Let's let's go meet somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's like Roman, you're two sixty five, bud. You got a lot of weight on this man, yep. and he's he's super athletic. Yeah. But yeah, also like, I wouldn't just be trying to fight top dog fighters if my white blood count was that high. Like maybe settle down a little, Roman. Well, you know, in all fairness, he had it under control at the time. Yeah, at the time he had it under control. But like, you know, he's not gonna have it under control. Conor McGregor. It it would be fun. I think I I think or I hope that 
Connor's mm-hmm. next move mm-hmm. when he's done with the UFC and has gotten everything he has out of it is to something like WWE where like he yeah, can his, just be a character. His mouth would get him so far in the WWE. I would love to see him just be but a he'd character. But he have to censor himself. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, you're talking about somebody who took a lot of his stuff from Ric Flair. That's, That's a lot of his stuff is from Ric Flair. Is is WWE still like hardcore PG or are they like more? Like... Um, it really just I swear it depends on the person. Really, like some people are super PG. Some people can get away with a little bit some more. Like get... like the Rock can get away with whatever the hell he wants to say. Well, yeah, the Rock Cena can get it. away with most of what he wants to say. Randy, I'm saying yeah, just like but like general, like Roman Reigns is to the point where like he can kind of get away with a lot of stuff. The bigger the star, the more you can get away with. Obviously, right. somebody like Connor probably has a pretty long leash. Yeah. If I had to guess. Now, he's not going to be thrown around like MF and, and but like, bitch would probably be very, very yeah. fluent. Or very well, I'm sure, yeah, if they were prevalent. like, hey, here's the words you can use, he's going right. to just blow them out. Right. But, uh, but yeah, man, that was, I would love to see Connor, his next step be WWE after, after mm-hmm. he's done with the UFC, after he's happy with what he's done. Yeah. His see, the only, the only that issue is so that fun. so many of, of those you know, dominant fighters are over six foot and are over, you know, 230, 240 pounds. And Connor at his heaviest is probably 185. I'm sure he could push and bulk to 190, but he's also 5'9. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you got smaller wrestlers to do well. I mean, no. Now, I, they're not 185, but I mean, mm-hmm. they're closer to like 210, 215. Yeah. But I mean, it would be fun, even if he's just a mouthpiece for somebody, even if he's like a manager. For somebody, oh my God! Could you imagine a just Paul like, Heyman? Yeah, could you imagine him and Paul Heyman going back and forth with each other? Dude, he how would much put fun Paul that Heyman would be! In the dirt. I'm sure he would, but like, let's let's look at Paul Heyman and let's cut Paul Heyman loose. Let's not That's put fair. any restraints on Paul Heyman. That's fair. And that would be a that would be a heavyweight fight on the mic, and that would be fun to watch. You know who I would honestly love to see become like one of those manager types? My dad. <laughs> Your dad would be pretty good at that. Also, <laughs> probably his dream job. Probably, yeah. Yeah. That or uh, like an announcer, like one of like the commentators right. for WWE, uh, but that would be for like the uh, like the rated R version yeah. you know what i mean like that would be yeah they would have to get like a he he can go do something for uh aew just yeah in a slot over there but not wwe i'm sure i'm sure he's a good enough talker to where aew would be like you know what fuck it like, <laughs> right. let's, let's give him a go <laughs> we're, we're gonna put this out here and see if tnt doesn't like it and if they don't uh we'll find something for him. i'm honestly surprised with how many times wwe has come to the civic center and how many people my dad knows he hasn't like finagled his way into being hasn't a ring a announcer chance. yeah just Man, I could see Kenny up there. That'd be a freaking trip, dude. That would be a trip. But uh, but yeah, man, that's 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 a lot of. This weekend should be fun. I hope it's a monster fight, dude, or a monster card. I hope that things. I hope Cerrone bounces back, gets a win, because I I don't want I don't want his lasting memory to be Connor shouldered him into submission. Yeah, imagine that's (laughs) like kind of like what put him on the downtrot. You know what I mean. That would be horrible. He's only got I, so many lives. I like Donald a lot. Like I you like watching not. him fight. He's a good person. Like I follow him on social media. Mm-hmm. He's a good human. Like he's just a good person. I mean, Pettis seems all right too. I just never really cared for him. Like as a fighter, even though he's got some superstar knockouts under his belt. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see Cowboy just put away Pettis. And then they got um the one that we haven't talked about is Henry Cejudo versus Dominique Cruz at the 135 pound uh, title. Dominique Cruz has been gone for. I think like two years or something like that. And he's making his comeback to fight Cejudo, who is the 135 and 145 pound champion. And 
Cejudo's a bad dude, but Dominique Cruz is like the king of the, I think it's bantamweight that mm-hmm. low. Like, I think he was the first ever person to hold the title there, and he pretty much n- never let it go until Mighty Mouse came along. Mighty Mouse is fun to watch. He's now in Japan. Is he? They traded him, <laughs> which made no sense to me. That's One so of your best pound for pound fighters, people. they got rid of him and brought some dude in. I remember hearing about that. Jalen told me about that. And it, it was just, I mean, like, they, they had tried, like, multiple different ways to market him, mm-hmm. and he just, he wouldn't sell fights. And I, part of it, I think, was just because, like, he wasn't a big talker, you know? Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, in the ring, dude, like, so entertaining to watch. Like, he was such a good fighter. And they just, them and all their marketing brilliance couldn't figure out how to make people buy pay-per-views for him. So, I mean, he would be on, I think he has, like, one of the longest title defenses in UFC history. Mm-hmm. And he would be, like, doing a title fight, and it would be the co-main event. Like, he couldn't right. even headline a UFC pay-per-view. So, uh, so all of this uh, stemmed off of um, TikTok. So that's we Did went really? from TikTok to yeah, we went from TikTok to this because uh, we had mentioned like just you know us hanging out and yeah. and being friends and everybody like this this all working because we're friends and we're like oh yeah by the way Saturday and then that started this whole conversation. You ever you ever like be laying in bed and you have thoughts and then like it turns into another thought another another and then you're like why am I thinking about elephants right now? And, like, you try to backtrack it, and you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, because I was thinking about, like, getting up and getting water. Yeah. Like, it's, yep. cr- it's so crazy. Yep. I, that was my night last night. I was, like, I was sitting there. I was, like, okay, so, the, like, the different thoughts that were, like, running through my head. I was, like, all right, so football schedule comes out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Football video. Go, f- yeah, let's, the Vikings. <laughs> Woo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, funny funny interaction, real quick, side note. Funny interaction Barrett and I had on Twitter. Saints versus Vikings this this Christmas. And I put in like Vikings, Vikings this Christmas. You know, can't wait. I won't ask for anything else but a W. Right. And Barrett thought I was talking about the new uh, Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, they've been hired. They've been posting a ton of stuff about the new Assassin's Creed. It's called Valhalla. It's all about like Vikings and stuff. <laughs> Which and shows... today they showed um, like a new gameplay trailer. So like a lot of information was coming out about it. I'm scrolling <laughs> through Twitter. I don't even see that it's Scotty. I just see Vikings on Christmas Day, and I was like, oh shit, it's got a release date. And then I read the rest of it, and I was like, I am very disappointed. And we have very different Twitter feeds. <laughs> Like I was, I was sitting there and seeing a lot of people like post. Oh, we got Vikings on the biggest day of the year. Some people were like, oh, you've ruined my Christmas. Like they're gonna ruin my Christmas. Like, and, and then Barrett comes in with like, oh, I thought this was Assassin's Creed. <laughs> nope, not quite. But uh, but like I was thinking like, okay, NFL season comes out tomorrow. I was like, okay. Then that led to NFL videos, and that led to other videos, and that led to TikTok, and that led to Twitter. Like. Like I, I eventually had worked my way back around to some memory that like I that happened when I was like middle school. I was yeah. like, how the hell did I Why get Why am here? I reliving this? Right. And I was like, what am I doing right now? And I was like, Oh, I, this all started because this freaking season, like the, the schedule comes out tomorrow. Yeah. I was like, All right, I'm I'm going to like I'm just gonna put my phone down and go to bed. And that's the thing, like I'll be scrolling through something and I don't I could scroll through Twitter for thirty minutes and not see a single tweet that I just that I just really? went through. I don't I don't have any knowledge of what I just looked at. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you a single tweet that I just looked at. I just kind of scroll until like I see they're like a, a person's avatar, the the tweet itself that looks interesting, or like I don't know, like I just kind of scroll until something grabs my eye, then like mm-hmm. I read that. So I I do skim a lot of tweets. But usually like I read them, but like late at night, my mm-hmm. my it's it's literally there to like tire my brain out to look at a bright screen so yeah. I can go to bed faster. But, like, my brain goes just 100 miles an hour. 
Now, in all fairness, when my brain slows down, it's not fun for me. So I'm like, all right, well, let me just think about other things. Yeah, me too. Let me let me cloud let me cloud my brain with all the thoughts I can real quick. I, I told uh, one of Brace friends that like that's how my brain gets. That like whenever it yeah it, everything's like too quiet, like nothing's going on, like my brain goes dark. Mm-hmm. And so anytime like there's a lull in the conversation for like 20 seconds, she's like, "Barry, you okay over there?" <laughs> like, good. no, not really. <laughs> and that's as quick as it takes is 20 yeah. seconds. This is completely random, but I was just thinking about it earlier, so I wanted to mention it when we were talking about like the whole comedy thing that came out. Uh, my whole goal with that comedy thing was I want one person to message me mm-hmm. that I'm not friends with and just be like, saw the set, liked it. You know what I mean? Like I just wanted one new fan, basically. Right. It was my only goal from it. And at the time, I thought that they were going to flash our social media information across, which they did not because it was poorly produced. But... Uh, but some some chick was living out of the box in her, in her yard. But she had that Chrysler 300, she though. A, she had a Chrysler 300 in a humongous house that we were supposed to Again, ignore. Idiots, man. So... <laughs> The day after, uh, I get a Facebook message from a guy I wasn't friends with. Like, I've seen him around a few times, but he was like, hey, man, watch the comedy thing last night. Really enjoyed your set. Um, I hope, like, you keep pushing at it. You're my favorite of the three amigos that go around at, at OB's. Uh-huh. So, suck it, Jacob and Corey. <laughs> I'm the favorite, and I got a new fan. So That's pretty cool, man. That was worthwhile for me. That's really cool. That's like, uh, that's, you know... I wish that we could bring fans in a little bit more organically to cheap seat, but mm-hmm. like giveaways are our big thing. Yeah. That's when we get like chunks of followers at a time or giveaways. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with as long as they stay. That's what matters. Yeah, that's my thing. As long as I'm not like looking and it's like X amount of followers and then it's like minus thirty the next day because yeah, the give, giveaway yeah, is done. Giveaway, twenty go off and then you do another giveaway, twenty come back. You're right. like, wait a minute. Uh, your names look familiar. Yeah. I'm no math economist, but like Right. Well, uh, you know, this was this was fun. We got way off topic, long. but hey, man, that's us. We're off topic. We can't stay on a topic to save our lives. I know this almost turned into an end of the bench podcast with how much we were talking very, about MMA. Very close. So this might be end of the bench. We're just hey, I did get confused at the beginning, so that's on me. I probably confused you on it. Yeah, whatever one you're listening to, uh, make sure that you subscribe <laughs> and then listen to the other one as well. <laughs> right. Uh, so we are on Apple Podcast as well. So you know, hit that. You know, go subscribe on Apple Podcast if you want to. We we would appreciate it. Go oh, give yeah, us dude. preferably five stars, um, so that way we get played more often. But you know, mm-hmm. hey, go go hit us up there. Go look at it. Play us on Spotify. I know Spotify. You can do something with like want to hear more of this or something like that. So yeah, if you give us five stars on any platform and send me a screenshot, I will personally shake your hand regardless of what's going on with COVID. You don't want Barrett's handshakes that are flat as a board. No, I'll give you a real one. <laughs> a real one. So the way that Barrett shakes hands is he literally stiffens up his hand. And, like, you grasp his hand, and he doesn't grasp it back. Open palm, fingers spread like I'm trying to swim. Yeah, it's the most awkward thing on the planet. So anytime I shake Barrett's hand, that's how I now shake his hand. And so I'm like, all right, well, if he's going to be weird, I'm just going to be weird with him. So You you and one of, like one person that I work with, you are the only two that do it back to me. Shake, else. shake your hand back like that? Yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, if y'all, you know, if y'all do, subscribe. Give us, give us five stars. Send a screenshot to Twitter. Tag us in it. I will I will hit you up privately and we'll, who knows man you might just get a hundred dollar gift card you know you're not gonna get that might <laughs> Scotty it's called marketing but that's fair but uh, you know hit me up I'll hit you up in the DMs we'll figure out some little giveaway for you we'll we'll give you an appreciation a uh, little appreciation gift yeah that'll be the best way to do that hey love you guys uh, Mother's Day is coming up so do the dishes you fucking animal.
and tell your moms you love them. Mm-hmm. Lit. <laughs>